Damn, what is up, my internet friend? Welcome to Walking and Talking. This is Ben Bennett. What follows is the audio version of an episode of Walking and Talking, which was originally recorded as a video and published on YouTube. I'm transferring all of these episodes over to this audio podcast format to offer you an additional way of listening that should be more conducive to doing other things at the same time, whether that's walking, commuting, doing some kind of work, or any experience you think could be improved by having my extended rants superimposed over it. Although these were originally shot as videos, it has always been about the talking, and while you may occasionally hear me reference something visual, you won't be missing any crucial information by only listening to the audio. You can always go back and look at the YouTube video if you're curious about some visual element. Publishing this as audio in addition to YouTube videos does take extra time, work, and money on my part, so if you appreciate this, please consider supporting me through my Patreon page at patreon.com slash Benjamin Bennett. I'm not running any ads or promotions on walking and talking either here or on YouTube, and I'd prefer to keep it that way. Patron support is the only source of income that I have from this show. As of this recording, I am allowing some ads on some of my Sitting and Smiling videos, but you would be shocked at how little revenue YouTube gives me from that, especially considering the number of ad exposures. I'm fairly convinced that the aggregated damage to my viewers' psyches caused by those ad exposures is nowhere near a worthy trade-off for the small pittance of ad revenue that I receive in return. And yet, I do need to support myself somehow in order to keep doing this type of work. If I had just another $200 per month of patron support, I could completely remove ads from my YouTube channel and spare thousands of viewers the harmful, manipulative, psychological tactics that advertisers tend to use, and still be able to get by. So if you're trying to decide whether or not to donate, that's one way you could calculate the potential utility of your dollars allowing me to keep making these four-hour shows while saving people the distraction and the brainwashing of video advertisements. I also want to ratchet up the frequency and the quality of these shows as well as start a new series, and any small amount of financial support that I get helps enormously towards these ends. As I've said before, I'm an anti-consumerist tightwad who likes to extract every last bit of utility out of the scantest of resources so you can be assured that your donation will go far. You can sign up for as little as two bucks a month on Patreon, and that gives you access to some exclusive content as well. The URL is patreon.com slash Benjamin Bennett, and I'll put that link in the show notes as well, in case you want to pause this show and go check it out right now. Lastly, I'd love to receive your thoughtful questions, comments, philosophical treatises and tractates, poems, and low-glycemic recipes at sittingandsmiling at gmail.com. With no further spiel, let's get on to the real spiel. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Walking and Talking, the show where I walk and talk. Shout out to Luke Cheng for making this episode possible by lending me his battery pack, which was fully charged. 
this might be this might be the coldest episode so far.
something happens that that makes it compelling at least enough for me to keep doing this it makes it a worthwhile experience in the IRL realm about walking around with this weird wooden selfie stick with the camera rubber banded to it. difficult to think about anything else. I can't say that my mind feels particularly focused in on the task at hand yet. I don't feel in the flow of talking, I don't feel thoughts emerging, it feels a little bit effortful. It feels like it's me here, Ben Bennett, trying to think of things to say. And that doesn't feel very pleasant. And I'm noticing myself doing things to fill time, like saying, uh. And I'm remembering myself saying, anyhow, and then not having anything to say after I said, anyhow. And I'm hearing myself say these things now and judging them kind of as not having much value or interest or insight
which if I'm not mistaken, I think that Falunduffa is uh, the physical exercise component of the Falun Gong, which is kind of a, a spiritual practice, or some might call it a religion from China that has a large international presence and has been brutally persecuted by the Chinese government. I'm sure there is much more to that story. But these are these are externalities. Wasting time on externalities. There's probably plenty of information on that subject available elsewhere on the internet. What's going to happen here? I'm struggling. I'm struggling a little bit here. It, uh, and I wonder if this has anything to do with my memory of the last walking and talking episode in which I didn't struggle for things to say. It was a relatively flat emotional topography and I felt I felt pretty even and calm most of the way through. Um, with some extra moments of humor and playfulness. And I have a positive memory of it. And that could have been causing me to anticipate a positive experience today. In which case, when I started and entered the present reality of walking and talking. There's a discrepancy between the actual reality of it and what I might have been imagining or expecting based on my most recent memory of doing this. I feel stimulated by my environment, by seeing all these things. But I don't feel like I'm quite yet successfully <coughs> channeling 
my stimulation to you. places where there's not a helicopter literally taking off next to me. be a bad episode so far I think it's pretty bad I mean what do I mean by that I mean that any evaluation that I have about this video so far think is negative and that's based upon my memory of my experience so far and but I also wonder if if my state is being affected by um, some of the, the physical stressors present like the coldness the noise and the bright sun the bright sun 
making me squint. The cold wind making it slightly more difficult to move my lips. And the noisiness making me speak loud in order to be heard. And it's, it's possible that uh, those things you know, have an effect on my, my body and that's having an effect on my emotional and mental state. So maybe I'll put in a little effort now to stay aware of those factors but not react to them. put in a little effort to uh, calm my mental state if that's possible. It's so cold. It's so hard to talk. It's not that hard. It's so crowded here. It's okay there. I should really, you know, be just maintaining a perfect balance of mind no matter what's happening, right? That's the ideal. Is it? Is it the ideal? If I'm agitatedly striving for a different state of mind, isn't doesn't that defeat the point? But it's not possible to do otherwise, you know. It's a little bit quieter here. I still feel, uh, feel, I feel so uh, incapable of um, getting into any kind of flow of thought or, or uh, state of mind. And then I'm, I'm also, at the same time, I'm telling myself that I should comp just be accepting this current state. It's like this, there's this paradox of like, ugh. 
gotta stop saying liking us so much. Oh my god. What if this episode completely fails? It might completely fail. I might not even complete this episode. It's just so bad. I'm just so, I'm so agitated. And nobody, nobody wants to witness that. You know, I don't want to expose people to that. I think, uh, you know, it's not, it's not that, it's not that walking through a crowd itself is inherently agitating. I enjoy it. I enjoy this place, but I guess it's, I guess it's just difficult to, uh, maintain uh, a stream of thought that's that's kind of divorced from the environment when there's so much uh, sensory stimuli coming in but this place is pretty uh, quiet I'm not walking now. I uh, had, you know, I think I should be saying things that are intelligent. And that's not really happening. I remember, especially in the last episode, my memory of it is of saying some intelligent things, of uh, being able to put to put together long complex sentences and paragraphs even and being able to thoroughly investigate a subject or a realm of thought but now I'm just um, experiencing so much mental clutter and um, I'm thinking I'm just having all these thoughts that I'm recognizing as having had them before and having spoken them before in episodes of walking and talking and so it feels stunted it feels stagnant, rather. It feels uh, like I'm saying the same thing over and over again. And <coughs> as if there's no creativity happening yet, whatever that means I think um, 
yeah, I need to, I need to actually, I need to stop thinking about the last episode. Because that's, that defeats the point. I gotta stop, I gotta stop measuring this episode based on the last episode. That's a, that's a bad thing to do. This is its own episode, and I gotta discover what the unique quality of this episode is. I was thinking, there's, you've got this video and this sound, and there's this environment, and then there's this person in it with such an agitated mind. And I'm thinking, would this video be better without the person in it? And so my job is to make this mind be an asset to you. What the hell? So discombobulated. Just everything I notice myself thinking is strikes me as so unproductive, you know? I'm just every thought that I have, I'm like, that's not a that's not a useful thought. It's it's kind of um, self-destructive in a way, like <clears throat> continuing to be self-critical, uh, also just so distracted, so distracted. But I, I'm also having this thought that um, there's still this possibility that everything that's happening right now oh sorry the sun is probably right in your face I'm holding out that there's this possibility that um, all the difficulty that I'm experiencing now is actually meaningful and, and useful in the sense that that this is not an uncommon way for people to be the way that I am right now just um, feeling distracted and irritated and uh, irritated with ourselves 
and like you're and then you know when you're, you're trying to if you're trying to uh, control the way that the way that you're thinking the way that you're feeling and telling yourself that you should be calm and focused and and zen like or something and then you find that you're not then you're then you become irritated at yourself for being irritated or irritated at yourself for being distracted that's kind of you know i experienced this uh i think maybe less and less these days but it's still a pretty common thing and I, I bet that it's not uncommon for a lot of people. And so that makes me wonder if within the course of these four hours, if I change from being in an agitated mental state to being in one that's more peaceful or calm if that will be uh, illustrative or useful somehow I'm still noticing myself say uh, a lot so I'm gonna try really hard not to Is it a problem to try really hard? If I try too hard, am I going to... Uh... See, there I go again. If I try too hard, am I going to sabotage myself? Am I going to cause myself more frustration and agitation? I'm getting, I'm getting sick of that word too. I need a thesaurus. is just this place is just not maybe not the right place for doing this but
feel I feel tired of experiencing myself in this way and I feel as if I feel as if almost I could enjoy this environment better if I weren't having to narrate my thoughts to the camera but you know everything about <clears throat> everything about my orientation right now seems wrong I have just this constant this thought that I should be able to simply appreciate this moment. What the hell is wrong with me? I feel totally insane. Maybe I am totally insane. Will I discover sanity by the end of this? I can't talk. I can't talk straight. This is just like... Uh, this is just a video of somebody going insane. I felt confident before. I felt... As if I had a promising orientation in life. And now I'm just witnessing myself and uh, being kind of appalled. And part of me is thinking maybe that's a necessary and important part of making yourself better but even hearing myself say that I feel disgusted with the idea of self-improvement is strikes me as as kind of misguided down again. Feel like I can 
I don't feel like I can think about your experience. I don't think I can be good to your experience right now. Because I can't even think. trying to be conscious of the quality of your experience of watching this and to give you something valuable but I don't feel able to And I keep wondering to myself, is it better to adhere very ardently to this process that I've set forth for myself and to stick it through, stick through this episode and continue filming for the full four hours, even though I, my mental state is going in this downward spiral and I feel my brain feels foggy and I just don't feel articulate right now should I stick it through and see what happens and uh, you know stay faithful to this process and maybe through maybe via that commitment Um, something will be revealed either to me or to you or hopefully to both about the nature of mind that will prove to be liberating Is it better to just give up on this episode uh, and do it later under more favorable circumstances when it's not as cold it's not as loud not as crowded I think those are more of this the circumstances that are more favorable to entering a smoother flow of thinking 
because I don't want to give you a terrible experience. So the question is, is this just a difficult experience that is valuable? A difficult experience that will uh, that we will learn from and that will enrich our lives somehow? Or is it pointless to to suffer this way? I at least think I'm going to continue for a little bit longer because wow it's 41 it's 42 minutes already 42 minutes in already and it's been entirely difficult and disconnected slow feels like Talking feels like sl slugging through muck, the muck of my body and mind. But possibilities occur to me that. like a glimmer of hope that this might be valuable in some way but every time that I that my mind attempts to kind of redeem what's going on or to recuperate it or to reframe it in a positive light soon thereafter I feel critical of that and think that that's untrue but nonetheless these glimmers of a different possibility of being kind of shine through sometimes and just enough to just enough to make me not stop filming right now Like some, uh, something might open up. If I keep, if I just commit to continuing. And like I've had in, in 
in every other episode that I've completed, I've never, I've never, I've never completed an episode of Walking and Talking and, and just regretted it and decided it was an entirely bad episode. There have definitely been many segments where I've gone through a lot of difficulty, I know, and there's been a few times where I decided to stop filming and just chill out and try it again another day because I was a little too, uh, my uh, mind was going into a negative spiral and I just, so I just decided to stop. But there's also been plenty of other times where I was also in a negative spot. I'm just watching, I'm just watching a bum like throw trash into the water. It's great. Yeah, just throw the fucking trash into the water. Who gives a fuck? Uh, there, I'll show you. There's that guy over there. Right in front of the Statue of Liberty. But for a second I thought for a second I thought he wasn't wearing pants. Like he was taking a taking a shit or something. Uh, but I don't know what he's doing. He's providing me a little bit of comic relief from my mind, is what he's doing. So I can thank him for that. He has his pants rolled, he has his pants, pant legs rolled up to his knees, which I find strange. Now he's looking at me. Now he's looking at me. There's been plenty of times when I've experienced a lot of negativity and doubt during one of these episodes and and felt very strongly that it was going to be a terrible episode but I stuck with it and my perception completely turned around and even the difficult experience that I had was recontextualized into being meaningful and I, I talk about this over and over again I talked about this in the last episode. Even though that's not what happened in the last episode. But still so far... Still so far, I can't... I can't really confidently to the extent at all that I evaluate what's going on now I think it's pretty negative 
it doesn't feel good. Maybe it's time to leave this location. possible that every uh, homeless person that you see talking to themselves is having ex some, an experience not dissimilar to this one? Copy strike for this music coming on. That's the type of that's the type of shit that happens, right? One of you, one of you is gonna do it. One of you is gonna be like, ah, some music came on in the background. Copy strike this guy. Thanks a lot, buddy. Whoever did that to this episode. I know who I know who that I know who that artist is. I'm smart. I'm cultured. But I'm not going to tell you. Because then you'll... It'll make it easier for you to copy strike me. Look at those birds. Those birds aren't copyrighted. They're not my they're not my original content, they're birds. I didn't I didn't create the birds. They're, they're, those are uh, public domain birds. So you might be able to detect some faint glimmer of comic relief here and there, but you know, a dark cynical type of humor but humor nonetheless so the possibility of showing a slightly light side of a, of a dark perspective I really should have taken a pee before I came out here.
trying to find a place to pee and this city is like like trying to find water in the desert it's the reverse problem discovering myself think and talk in a way that it just feels it just feels repetitive of previous episodes it feels it feels derivative of myself Here's, you know, a thing to walk on, up on, but I'm not going to do that. It's just, I'm not going to do what that thing wants me to do. Should have peed before I left. This has to this has to be the worst episode so far. Do I just I'm I'm cold? sentences together. I can't fight, find the right vocabulary. Do I just stick through it and see what happens? like an idiot today. The trick is to the trick is to stop compounding your uh, 
can I please like think of any word besides agitation? Jesus fucking Christ. Alright. Now I'm now I'm just angry and cursing. I think it's maybe time to give up on this episode. It might be time to give up. Seriously, very seriously considering pulling the trigger, pulling the plug, pulling the plug on this episode. I'm, and it's partially that I'm revealing a side of myself that I feel embarrassed of. I feel really embarrassed of the way that I am right now. Because I imagined myself to be such an even-keeled person and I imagined myself to be able to keep a calm demeanor in in any sort of situation but here I am you know just walking around but being uh, frustrated and pissed off and all in a tizzy and unable to think very clearly or productively maybe I maybe I did this episode too soon after shooting the last episode it shouldn't be maybe I need to have some more life in between the episodes in order for this to feel like a fresh experience but I don't think that shouldn't be the case that shouldn't be the case I know this has to be horrible torture to watch. This is so bad. I have to pee so bad. Stop, I'll be such a failure.
there any possibility that this episode is at all salvageable? It's going to continue being cold. I'll keep going for now. And, um... Maybe, maybe I can just take some solace in the idea that I don't have to post this episode, you know? If it's... If it's terrible, if, if indeed the entire episode is terrible like this, then I can choose not to post it. But I have to, I have to keep my orientation focused more on you. I don't want this, the, my problem is I'm being too focused on my own mind. I'm focusing on myself too much. I'm too caught up in my own mind. in life and that this was a, a positive practice or something but I think I have to let go of that idea as evidenced here I think I, man, it's weird, it's like I prefer, it's almost like I prefer this imaginary company of you, the viewer, to the people that are around me in real life right now. That's weird. I'm just talking for hours and just revealing my experience and revealing my thought process and even stuff like this that experiences like this that I feel really embarrassed of but I'm revealing them anyways I'll go out on this pier thingy and maybe people will see will not come out here because they'll see me and think I'm a bum and avoid me. And you know, I'm not even being a very nice person by using the word bum either.
looks like a there's a police boat right over there. Probably want to just pee. the entertainment right here this is must see like Shenyun it's must it's a must see that you are watching this because any sort of value that might be here has to be so obscure and and hidden and just just not at all apparent on the surface and that's like that indicates to me that you must have a pretty deep understanding about the nature of life and experience and the nature of how thoughts and emotions change. And you must have some kind of understanding of non-duality in order to continue watching something that in, the me in, in any kind of immediate sense is so unrewarding as this. I mean, I'm the one doing this and I can, I can just barely hold in my mind the 
the reason for doing this, the, the motivation to continue going. It's only, at this point, it's only barely in here. It's, you know, somewhere in the back of my mind is this, this little indicator that, that reminds me that, that is, is a slightly higher perspective above the kind of crappy experience that I'm having. And, and is, is telling me, keep going, keep, stick with this crappy experience. Because it might not be what it seems like on the surface. It, there might be something more to it, a deeper way to interpret it, a deeper way of experiencing it and of making sense of it. There's just... And so there's, there's that little thing in me, keeping me going. And I think that if you are willing to watch this and continue watching it, I think there must be some sort of understanding along those lines in you as well. And that that lets me relate to you and it makes me feel like I'm not alone in this type of perspective and also just in this experience like I'm not completely alone in the experience that I'm having right now just by the fact that there are at least a few people that will watch this or at least watch a good chunk of it and I know that, yeah I know that there are people that watch get a great deal out of it and that is that's something that helps me feel motivated to continue and it helps me in this moment having that knowledge that there are some people in the world that could relate to the experience that I'm having and can understand the motivation for doing it and who wouldn't consider me entirely crazy.
Copyrighted. The public art. Do I have to? Do I have to uh, make fun of it? Do I have to? You know? Do I have to make fun of that material in order to have it uh, fall under a fair use clause? So that it falls under the that parody use usage. I think that's how it works. If there's any uh, any copyrighted material or trademarked material whatsoever in this video, <clears throat> I have to make it fall under a fair use clause. Which would include parody. So if I just uh, if I just make fun of everything, then it's okay. But what if I don't want to make fun of it? It's fine. Can I? Maybe I can just comment. Do I have to comment on it? I don't have anything to say about it. It's just there. It is what it is. That's my comment. That's my comment on. Any any copyrighted or trademarked appear material that might appear in this film, just you can assume that goes for saying that I am making commentary on anything that appears in this film, and my comment is it is what it is. Oh yeah, 
I was talking about how I'm kind of bolstered by the knowledge that I'm sharing this experience with you. It's not gonna be. It's not gonna be a bathroom anywhere. They just don't do that. Sort. They don't do that type of shit here. Because if there were a bathroom, homeless people would use it. You can't have that. You can't be. sidewalk. You can't be having the general public having a, a place to pee without buying a coffee. It's, it's, it's now it's like it's becoming increasingly hard to think about anything other than how much I have to pee. I still might pull the plug on this episode. Damn. Damn, this sucks. minutes of just like me being angry with occasionally occasionally some perspective on my anger. There's some weird looking birds. Copyright probably.
Is it possible for me to just abandon standards I might have held in my mind regarding the quality of these videos. To just completely accept everything about this video. Just allow, allow any kind of mood, any kind of mind state, uh, any kind of uh, stupid and short-sighted utterances. And just accept it all. And post it. time has gone by too much time has gone by in a negative state and just and I still don't feel any any improvement that question of what if what if actually what if actually the, yeah I gotta be like these guys yeah let me be like these guys let's go keep walking and talking I need a drill sergeant on me you better keep talking don't stop talking Pick up that rate of speech. Don't stop walking. That's what I need here. I need some discipline. Stop being negative. Oh, your face is cold. Oh, it's hard to talk because your face is cold. Tough shit. When you're in the battlefield, it's not always going to be 70 degrees. You're not always going to have a place to pee. 
kid did a 360 on a Razor scooter. Re look, restrooms. Restrooms this way, it says, I'm skeptical. I'm not getting my hopes up. Is that, is that it? Where's the restrooms? Pointing this way. I'm skeptical. What's, what's this? This looks like a restroom. It's open. Hold on. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna film the restroom. Sorry. I'm turning this off. Well, that's a relief. Man, that feels, that feels much better. Also, it was heated in that bathroom. So I got to warm up for a few seconds. I got to wash my hands in warm water and dry them off with one of those air dryers with a warm air even though they say that those things just concentrate the germs on your hands now. And then, to be honest, I'll be honest with you, after I got out of the bathroom, I took a good I took a good three or four minutes just questioning whether I was going to start filming again or whether I was just going to pull the plug on this episode and head back. And just because it's been a lot of time has elapsed so far. And it's, it's all been, of a quality that I am, have not been able to accept. But as I thought about that, and I thought about, about how much aversion I felt to what I had recorded and experienced so far, how, how, how terrible I thought that this episode has been so far. When I thought about that, I felt it in a way even more interesting to continue as a kind of experiment, just to, to see what happens. Accepting the possibility that maybe the whole episode's terrible. But also holding out to this possibility that maybe... Uh, maybe there's something worth investigating about this this experience that I'm having that I'm judging so negatively 
it's almost unique in its it in its negativeness and it's not for sure that there's particular external circumstances that are causing this you know there's the cold here but maybe I can get used to that and sure there's a lot of people around but that's not necessarily that doesn't necessarily have to put me in a, a distracted mindset I don't necessarily have to feel agitated by the sounds around. And so I kind of thought to myself, maybe this is kind of a unique experience. To just keep going here in the face of my very serious doubts and I just have a feeling that something something something's gonna change and even if it doesn't I don't think anything horrible is going to happen. I don't think I'm going to totally lose my mind or go crazy or anything as a result of doing this. Surely other people have done more difficult things and I think I have too. just force me to have to open myself up to accepting a wider range of experience and to stop rejecting it somehow. And I think I had in my mind a certain idea about how these episodes should go I thought I should be speaking in a more intelligent, more charismatic more lighthearted more clear minded mainly way and thinking about the viewer and thinking that nobody nobody wants to I, I was thinking that this is kind of the antithesis of any form of entertainment. 
you know, of anything that would be pleasurable to watch. Because I'm not in a, I'm not in a, a, a jazzed up infectious mood that's going to cause a, a positive mood via your mirror neurons. I'm not in a mood that is really desirable at all, I don't think. And no one really likes to watch people suffer. Well, I don't think. Maybe maybe some maybe a few psychopaths do. There's not, there's not even the kind of, there's not even a kind of struggle here that is sexy to watch. I'm not some survivor guy out on the tundra, uh, building a, a shelter out of sticks or something like that. Or, you know, this isn't the... This isn't the type of struggle that's sexy for TV. This isn't some survivor man shit. This is just a dude walking around being kind of annoyed with himself for a long time. Just a totally, a very, a very mundane, and and so far not really offering any useful perspective on that mundane experience more just uh, an unproductive sort of dealing with that experience that you know I just I'm judging every aspect of my own behavior now as being totally unredeemable. And, and therefore this, for this media to be totally unredeemable. And that's almost That in itself is rare, and it's like, that's like, that's a unique thing. It's like saying like, this is so bad that it's unique.
something that seems like a complete waste of time. What will happen? But obviously, what I just said is another method of redeeming, trying to redeem what's happening. I wonder if this will work. Look at this. work for you? I don't know if this is gonna work. Are we still filming? Not sure what I'm not sure what I'm pointing you at. I hope that worked. I can't really see, I can't see the view screen. So I'm trying to think, maybe this is actually really good. Maybe there's actually something good about this. But it just seems really bad. A bird just went underwater. Let's see if it comes back up. I just dove underwater. I see it nowhere. It's still holding its breath. There it goes. There it goes. Underwater. Oh, no, the first one just came up over there. And then another one, there's two of them. One of them's underwater now. It's still holding its breath. There it goes. That, there goes the other one. I'm gonna hold my breath and see if I can do it for as long. That wasn't so long. I could have kept going.
it's like this this isn't the kind of this isn't the type of drama that seems very that seems redeemable to me you know what I mean it's almost as if it's not bad enough it's not bad enough to be interesting it's not not uh, struggle enough to be absorbing, but maybe, maybe, maybe I'm underestimating us. Maybe, you know, of course, of course, this is a lot different than a Hollywood movie in which the protagonist starts off already having an impeccable uh, moral compass and the world smacks them with grave injustices yet they continue to work through those injustices and difficult circumstances with perfect equanimity and perfect moral direction the entire time despite uh, the outside world imposing terrible things upon their good soul and they have to uh, you know, if it's a if it's a male character, then they have to, you know, be really tough and uh, you know fight fight the bad guys and and withstand the corruption they have to they have to say no to to going over to the dark side they have to stay on the moral side no matter how difficult that seems endure lots of pain and hardship but you know and and big dramatic things happen explosions car chases bullets shady deals this isn't really like that this is this is just uh, this is a you're seeing a very imperfect protagonist, if if indeed I can be considered a protagonist. Just kind of being annoyed with himself in pretty normal conditions, you know, pretty, this isn't, this isn't even that difficult 
of conditions. It's just kind of cold. And there's, there's literally thousands of other people outside now enjoying the day and running and stuff. Or just taking a walk or walking their dog. And I'm in the midst of one of the most affluent cities There's absolutely no scarcity of resources. There's no, there's no actual danger to me. and self-destructive elements of my own mind. And even as I say that, it, it might be an over-dramatization. I might be being over-dramatic. Where's the poetry? Where's the elegance? Where's the narrative arc? When's, when's, when's the meaning gonna start revealing itself? That's what I wanna know. Where is it? Is it possible that it's just absent that it'll that it will remain unknown for the entirety of the four hours or remain absent could this four hours be a true waste of time That's uh, there's another dog with tall ears. I guess it seems unlikely that the four hours will be entirely devoid of any sort of redemptive quality. Because I, I'm well aware that even just even just the experience of doing something very difficult, once it ends, you feel pretty good, you know. Usually, if you if it's something that you impose on yourself, if you're doing something and you're like, "This is hard. This sucks. This is painful." This annoying, this boring. 
but you manage to make yourself get through with it. There's always some kind of turning around point, even when it's at least, if nothing else, when it's over, then you get to go, you have freedom and then you get to go gratify whatever desire that you have. And so, even if this episode turns out to be entirely crap, I'll at least be done with it and then go do something fun. And I imagine that that thing, that fun thing, whatever it is that I do, would be that much more fun having done something very onerous for four hours and she's like with people but you know let's uh why don't I stop stop shit talking this episode you know stop referring to it as onerous why don't I start really appreciating how uh, unique it is. It's, it's so, it's so unlike the last episode. Hear those sounds? Bubbling up. A bubbling up from the East River. It seems like a sign that like a giant, a giant space alien is about to emerge from the East River and destroy the city. enough or maybe I'm not disciplined enough you know maybe I I just maybe I need to be putting forth a much greater mental effort onto talking and remaining really focused on really focused narrowed down on my experience and the thought in order to really dig in there like not just not just 
allowing myself to go on not just allowing myself to go on in an agitated state and just waiting for my state to change my mental state to change you know hoping it's going to happen maybe i i really need to just put more effort into focusing in continue talking don't stop talking don't do these pauses don't let go of the apathy that I might have or whatever discouragement I, I might have or uh, what's the word what's the word I'm just I'm gonna I'm just gonna try harder that's what I'm gonna do I'm gonna try harder to to talk more to talk faster to to not just let these feelings of discouragement wash over me and affect me. Take a more proactive approach and behave as if I have agency over myself. You know, this might be part of the problem. Interestingly, there's many moments during walking and talking in which my, my sense of self and agency begins to kind of dissolve in a very in a very pleasant way in which I feel more in the flow but I feel the words moving out of me and I I observe the thoughts forming and coming out of me without such a sense of myself making them and that feels like the state that I want to be in. But as if I'm not really controlling it so much. I'm just kind of witnessing it. But maybe that's a double-edged sword in some ways. Because in so much of this episode, I think I've kind of been behaving as if I don't really have control over my mind state, you know? Behaving as if I have no power to change how I'm feeling and just waiting for for it to turn around. And now I'm now I'm expending the effort, now I'm deciding to spend expend the effort to just change my attitude. And it seems like it's working. But it's really weird. It's it's it feel, it's really paradoxical in that now here we are almost two hours in and and I'm starting to put in effort into controlling my my state and just you know just stop being stop being so whiny stop being so lazy and just uh just work harder you know sometimes sometimes you just have to work harder at it and it's almost as if 
I was I was sitting there waiting for something to happen. I was waiting for something to happen. I was waiting for my mood to magically change. But this is the what I was actually waiting for was this. What I was waiting for was to what I was waiting for was to decide to stop waiting. And that's odd. That's very odd. And because now having made this decision I'm not going to reproach myself for what I did in the past I'm not going to keep beating myself up for doing this waiting because I now realize that that is unproductive and unuseful and also realizing there's some kind of reason for it or that I'm I'm just I'm deciding now to value this moment. I'm making a decision to value this moment. An active one. And valuing this moment entails an acceptance of what's happened in the past. And accepting that what happened in the past is just a necessary precursor to what's happening now. That they're inextricably linked. I can't change the past. But I can I can change I can change what's I can change my I can change my reaction to the present. I can change my orientation to the present. And and my attitude now. With an active decision. And it's as if the, the past is... However, however shitty my memory of the past is, it's inextricable, in, inextricable, it's an integral part of the present, in a way. This moment now of taking agency can't exist apart from the past. You know what I'm saying? The past is here embedded in it. So I spent some time I spent some time waiting and, and wallowing in in self-pity. But I'm accepting that because for whatever whatever circumstances and by circumstances I mean the state of my own mind as well, that's just what exactly what needed to happen to lead up to the present moment.
whatever undesirable things have happened in the past, whatever shitty things have happened in the past, I can't change. But I can, I can accept that that they are just necessarily in my past, and that right now, in the present, they they were they they had a part in creating the present, and what's unique about the present is that's where our agency exists. The present is the only thing where we have some power to choose what we're going to what we're going to do and what what kind of future we're going to create for ourselves. I feel kind of, I'm just, I'm just suddenly now feeling emboldened. And all this doubt is evaporating now. I have no doubts now that I'm going to finish this video. Unless something out of my control prevents that, like the battery runs out or something like that. So, <sighs> this just feels, this just feels pretty amazing now that in one sense all of a sudden there's been a turning point in this episode but on the same token it's not a turning point it's it's all continuous Nothing, nothing external, no, no external circumstances really changed. Just, just my attitude changed when I was just, you know, I just shifted from, I just shifted from an attitude of, of observing myself suffering to an attitude of, I'm going to decide now not to suffer. And that strikes me as kind of a balance. Uh, 
between a balance between agency and acceptance. everything there's actually very little that you can control and so you have to accept what you can't control but then you need to realize what you can control and 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 do something with it and whatever you are able to control you you make it better and that's that's all you really can do. And if you are, if you're doing that as much as you can, then you're not suffering. You might be, you might experience pain, but you're not suffering. If you're not suffering, if you're taking agency over the things that you're able to take agency over and to make them better. All of a sudden I feel I feel so much better. I mean not like a not a giddy type of happiness now. I'm, I don't feel I don't feel giddy. But I feel I feel connected. I feel connected with my past and accepting of it. And I just, f and I feel, I feel in control of my future. And by that, I, I don't mean that, that I think that I'm able to control everything that's going to happen to me in the world but I feel in control of how I'll respond to it now and I feel uh, confidence that I will be able to respond to life in in in, a, in an upright fashion that can continue to make life better for me and for other people or at least I feel confident that I I'm going to try as hard as I can to do that which is the best that I can do and 
just increasingly now, almost, almost overwhelmingly. I'm looking back at the, the beginning of this video and remembering all the things that I said about how difficult it was and how I was so strongly considering ending the episode. And and um, I'm feeling so grateful that I continued to keep going. Because now all that stuff in the past, now I, I am actually seeing its meaning and its significance. It's so weird. It's so weird. It's, it's like reality is... so inconsistent in that in that way and that you know i remember perfectly vividly the total meaningless and emptiness of just an hour ago and now just retrospectively that experience being imbued with a very strong meaning. It's just so stark and it's 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 just it's a stark contrast, but it's 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 also just plainly just so obviously reality. It's, it's so plain for me to see both how I can very plainly remember how meaningless and empty and um, unpleasant that experience was and now I, but it's also so plainly obvious how necessary it was and how completely connected it was to the present experience. The, the present experience where I'm, I'm just feeling no worry whatsoever. And I know I've had this feeling before too. I've had this feeling of feeling no worry whatsoever. And I know that this is gonna change and go away. And that, once again in the future, I'm going to feel... I'm going to feel empty and meaningless. And suffering again. And I'll feel... I'll feel a little bit more... I'll feel a little... I'll feel disconnected from this type of experience that I'm having. 
I know it's just going to happen again. But I will also have the memory of this type of experience. This experience that I'm having now, this like total turnaround, this complete reorientation of my perspective. I'm gonna remember this and that's going to play into how I respond to those types of negative feelings in the future. And this has happened in the past and it, if not for the past experiences of this sort, it's unlikely that I would have had the determination to continue with this video. And so as it goes, it kind of reinforces itself. This, this determination kind of reinforces itself. Every time that it's, it's tested and, and then confirmed, you know? Like, and it really was confessed, con it, it, it really was tested because, you know, I've experienced difficulty in past episodes, but this episode, especially the first hour, first hour, 15 minutes, I was seriously considering stopping the episode. I was like, yeah, I've experienced difficulty, but this is, this is really bad, you know? That's what my experience was like, like, this is, this is worse than all that. This is, this is real difficulty. All that other stuff in the past, you know? I was interpreting that difficulty as being way worse. I mean, and it's just that it's happening, it's just that when it's happening in the present, it's more real than, than what you have in your memory, you know? You're like, I can deal with that, I can deal with that when you're not experiencing it, then you're experiencing a difficulty and, and it's hard, it's hard sometimes to connect with that part of yourself that, um, that can, that is able to accept it, you know? Because it's always new, it's always fresh. I think it's about time to turn around here. It's always,
was, you know, facing this decision of do I continue this episode or not, I'm referencing my memories of having similar experiences in the past. And on one hand, the, the unique, the just unique and fresh intensity of the displeasure and discomfort that I was experiencing pulled me towards the direction of saying, screw it, let's give up on this episode and try again in more favorable circumstances. It's just too bad, it's unredeemable. Versus, <clears throat> remember my memory of having a past experience that felt the same where I was considering giving up but I continued anyways and I remembered that it turned around in a way and the difficulty became recontextualized as something very meaningful and important to just face and in this instant the, my memory of the past experience won over and I sided with perseverance and I could say that I'm, I, I could say, I could put it in a way that I'm reaping the benefits of that now, but as past experience proves, I don't want to become overly confident and you know, it doesn't it doesn't make sense to reframe everything as positive now, you know, because I I'm afraid that that would create just too much of a dichotomy and perhaps set me up for future experiences of disappointment or disenchantment. Like in the uh, in the same sense that in the same sense that I'm retroactively imbuing my past experience my past negative experiences with meaning and importance. I think I, I also need to respect how real that experience of discomfort was. And you know, not just, not romanticize it. And not completely put it into some positive light. Because 
I don't actually want to experience that again. You know? It's just like that that perhaps today I'm having a, a steeper emotional topography, you know, higher peaks and valleys today. And I tend to believe that the higher your peaks, the deeper your valleys and vice versa. And so if I don't want to have those deep valleys, then it would behoove me to not just allow myself to, to float up on a high emotional peak. just completely forget about the the valley that is inextricably linked to that peak I would actually prefer to have a flatter emotional topography I'd prefer to have an emotional topography more like Kansas than like West Virginia. difficulty just you know s slip out of my mind or or to uh, to place an overly positive interpretation over it I don't want to allow myself to just to slip ignorantly into some kind of euphoria Because those type of states always turn around. They always reverse themselves. And so I kind of prefer... I kind of prefer a middle ground state because it's so much more stable. And...
feel so swept away and you feel you, you're able a little bit more to predict a little bit better how you're gonna how you're gonna be in the future and the people around you are gonna be able to to count on you a little bit more because they're not gonna be having to guess whether on any given day or at any given moment you're going to be positive and elated or or depressed and terrible to be around and it means you don't get swept away with either with you know just fleeting negative or fleeting positive reactions to events to circumstances and so for me it's just important to have a perspective over my past experiences that acknowledges both the peaks and the valleys and just keeps them in view so that I don't have a perception of I don't have a perception of anything that's overly skewed to the negative or the positive. You know, I don't want to, uh, I don't want to interpret, I don't want to have this idea in my mind that walking and talking is possible to maintain a state of euphoria permanently I don't think and I think anybody that is pretending to is, is full of shit
anymore. I mean, there's at least reasons for pain. Suffering, that's another question. But I don't want to have some expectation that walking and talking is always a great experience because of that expectation will be disappointed sometime and it will lead to me experiencing the opposite. <clears throat> I'll feel extra negative when it doesn't meet up to my expectation. Like, you know, a little while ago when I was talking about, when I was describing how I was experiencing this sudden turning point in the video where, where I took control of my emotional state and made an active decision to to improve it. To assume my agency. And all of a sudden I just, I started, my, my orientation towards the world became so much more positive. Well, I can't just rest on that, you know? There's still, uh, there's still much more time here. There's still a lot more time in this video to go. And I, I don't want to, I don't want to start. I don't want to adopt a lazy mental attitude after feeling some positive feelings. You know, it's not like. I figured it out and I'm good now and I can just cruise now I can just coast on that realization no I have to remain active and continue to put forth effort to improve my mental state and improve the quality of my talking and my thinking and to continue to actively consider your experience as a viewer and to remember to take care of it always just you know not because this this that's already far in the past that that turning point that I was talking about that's already part of the past and I'm just now, right now, I'm just feeling like I'm remembering, oh yeah, like, oh yeah, this is the present now. And, and you need to, you need to deal with the present and respond actively to the present 
and not just keep dwelling on something that seemed like a positive discovery in the past, you know? Because that gets that gets problematic too. It gets lazy and you can get disconnected from the present. You know, even if you had even if you did have some really profound revelation, it was real, it was true, and it, it you know, it was revelatory, but you have to let it go immediately. Here I have I'm reminding myself to tell my friend who wants to play tennis that there are tennis courts here. And let me let me just see if these are like free. First come, first serve. Limited to one hour when other people are waiting. All right. Sorry there. Sorry. I'm. I'm just. Getting distracted. With an externality. I just haven't been thinking about how it's cold. I haven't been, it hasn't been bothering me until I just thought about it now. I'm picking up the pace. I'm just kind of, I'm not, uh, I'm not like on a high plane or anything right now. I'm not euphoric. I'm, I'm not even. I'm not even sure if I would describe my current state as a as a flow state. But to some extent, to some extent, I haven't been experiencing. 
like going downhill. And then, and then it kind of struck me again to stop coasting. sounds to me like a cliched thing to say and it also seems to conflict with something one of the most important aspects of this episode which was not to passively accept your own suffering But to, to really know your own agency and use it and, and, just, and just make yourself stop suffering. I don't know. Maybe that's, maybe that's not always possible. But maybe, maybe it is. Like, we were talking about this, I was talking about this earlier. When, in the beginning part of this video, my attitude was more of, somewhat, of, of just accepting my own annoyance and dis displeasure. Quite a while I did that until I decided to to just take a more active approach. But at the same time, I can't. I can't just. I, at the same time, I still have to 
that first hour and 15 minutes or whatever it was, that can't have been any other way, you know? That was a necessary product of my own mind in the state that it was. And I, I could say, if I had realized earlier, or if I had, if I had come to this realization to just decide earlier, then that would have been great. But just the way the things were, that's just inherently, innately, like how they had to be at that time. And like it's it's the past and it's unchangeable is is all I'm really saying. And and of course I think if I had known at that time how to just instantly end my suffering, you know, I would have done it, of course. I just, and, and I was, my mind was struggling to figure it out. It was, it was actually trying the whole time. It was trying to figure out how to get into a better experience the entire time. And it just, it just took that time. And that's okay. It's like when when the time comes that you do actually find a real a real happiness it doesn't matter how long it took you to get there you know that because that time in the past it becomes it just become you become at peace with it so it might take you a very long time sometimes but you can have a kind of faith that your state is always going to change and no matter how difficult and how how endless the suffering seems it is going to end someday And the way of it ending is unknown. It could be that the manner of it ending might actually be involve you finally discovering the way in which to take agency to actively to actively change your way of relating to the world. You know? It could be you finally discovering how to assume your own agency. And it might, but it, and it might take a really long time, but just have faith that it will happen eventually. And when it finally happens, 
the time that it took for it to happen isn't going to be a problem anymore. Because it's going to be a part of the past that you're at peace with. thinking about the the quality of the stuff that I'm saying and if I if I think about it in comparison to other types of media that are prevalent that are popular <clears throat> I I I think of this type of video as lacking um, all the qualities that make other successful videos successful. You know what I mean? You know, it's it's enor it's like ridiculously long. It's It's like really devoid of of charisma, of of stimulation, of of attention grabbing stuff. Of, it's it's full of it's full of aspects of myself that I don't think of as strengths really you know spending a lot of time stuttering and filling time with us and likes and self-doubt and complaining about having to pee and so on and so on and you know just walking through a, a pretty ordinary environment not probably not looking particularly attractive I'm sure <clears throat> so like in all these that that seems that seems it seems to be if I think about it that way it seems to lack anything that would seem desirable in a piece of media to engage with But there's kind of a problem also with, with comparing yourself to the, to the qualities that make other people successful. I don't know. There's, maybe, there's, maybe there's a benefit in that. Maybe there's a reason to do that. Maybe it's helpful in the long run. But also... I'm starting to acknowledge 
uh, a completely different sort of value in this video, I think. Just in the fact that uh, like I can't imagine any other YouTuber <clears throat> I don't know if, 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 if I'm wrong please tell me about it I just can't imagine anybody else posting something like this to 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 spend an hour and 20 minutes uh, just being painfully aware of how of their of their painful awareness now I mean now I'm kind of boasting or something now I'm boasting a little bit or I'm tooting my own horn you could say But it's, it's, but I'm saying it. I'm saying it as kind of to, to encourage you just examine the aspects of yourself that you don't really like but examine them without shying away from them and and continuing to accept those things about yourself as much as you're able to I guess until, I guess until you, I don't know, I, I'm lost here. I'm lost here because there's, like I was saying, there's this paradox between accepting things that you don't like and taking agency to change them for the better. other youtubers and I, I see all these qualities that they have that contribute to their success and I, I notice how I might be lacking in some of those qualities and and then I think about that but then uh, And that's not pleasant to think about, you know, it's painful. But then when I go out and actually just make a YouTube video, when I do this, when I make this walking and talking video, that doesn't, that ceases to be a problem when I'm making it. And it's not, it's, it's, it's not the case that I start mimicking and adopting those qualities that I saw in someone else. 
that's not what happens. But when I do this for such a long time, I'm eventually able to to stop interpreting this as lacking something that somebody else has, but to interpret it as having a uniqueness that nothing else has. And that can that can apply to your life. It's I think it's good to notice and admire positive traits of other people. to put forth an effort to to mimic those qualities doesn't seem to be as fruitful as as actually just observing observing the qualities that I have in myself already and just kind of in some ways making space for those positive ones to grow through the imagined eyes of others while I will acknowledge that there is probably a certain social function to that kind of thinking that you know it's it's of course good to have an understanding of how your behavior affects other people around you and to have an awareness of how you fit in or don't fit in or contribute or don't contribute to society. Usually for me, having these self-critical thoughts uh, I just, I don't want to give them too much food, you know? I don't want to give too much 
energy to these self-critical thoughts because you know having those thoughts themselves when you're having them it means you're not really actively doing what you you're not actively fulfilling your potential in this world um, but in interestingly for me when I'm doing this this walking and talking thing it's almost like uh, <clears throat> both things are happening happening simultaneously I'm I'm sometimes like for instance in earlier parts of this video having tons of self-critical thoughts and just voicing them but at the same time I've placed myself within this framework of producing a piece of media that I I view as as being um, as being a, a mode of me feeling actualized in the world and actualizing a, a unique potential that I have and making some kind of contribution if you can call it that it's like a, a framework wherein that otherwise unproductive behavior can become part of something that's that is, could be could be informative and useful you know contribute to some insight about the nature of mind Just to, like if you're watching this video, if you've watched this whole video, you, you have to have noticed the change that's happened. You know, I'm walking back now and I'm retracing my path and remembering uh, what I felt like when I was here couple hours ago and it's completely different Without this four, if I didn't have this four-hour framework, and and repeating the experience, repeating the four-hour, you know, repeating, completing this process, of talking and walking for four hours, if I had had that difficult experience that I had earlier. 
I wouldn't, I wouldn't have this goal in mind of continuing through. I wouldn't have this impetus to, to stick with that discomfort. It's, it's by sticking with that discomfort that that I'm able to gain any kind of insight into it and a kind of insight that will probably affect how I'm able to respond to things like that in the future. to those people and that was that was really just you know my emotional state like would would basically almost feel aversion to anything at that point and now I'm just now I'm just fine it's not that I I'm not feeling an ecstatic uh, ecstatic love for all those people in there exactly but they're fine they're who they are they're other people just like me and um, yeah I just, I'm, I'm not I'm not tempted to to not tempted to make any kind of judgment about the people around me now. <laughs> because, you know, I just know this, uh, I know the experience of being myself and the experience of being unhappy and being dissatisfied the experience of being dissatisfied with, with experiencing myself perspective that allowed me to just accept that that was a necessary process to go through and it's like how could I ever how could I ever um, how could I ever just hate another person you know If I'm in a, if I'm in a uh, agitated or 
just generally displeased state. It's like you could you could hate somebody else for anything. You know, you could hate them for being more happy than you. You could hate them for being angry. You could hate them for having more than you. You could hate them for having less than you. You could hate them for being too similar to you. Just anything. Like any any reason you could find. But when I'm not when I'm not like when I'm not suffering uh, just at the mere just at the mere experience of being who I am there's then there's just no reason it's like like hating another person is like uh, is just like a foreign idea, a foreign concept. But, you know, at the same time, I'm familiar with it. Have a, have a concept of what it feels like. But just recognizing that it's not really the other person that, uh, is is making me unhappy but but you know then then I have to realize that that having that perspective is also depend is is also kind of dependent on this state there's this coast guard staring at me with a machine with a machine gun at least they're not, at least they're not pointing the gun I think I probably, I think I probably sound like uh, a Buddhist right now. Oh. I dropped my lip balm. Alright, I should, uh, I should pick up the pace a little. Let me see what time it is. Still got a little ways to go. This feels long. This feels, this episode feels really long. I feel like I should be coming to the end soon, but there's still, I don't know exactly, but there's still like either, there's like 30 to 45 minutes left to go or something like that. Probably 45.
this is like this is like one of the this is one of the more difficult episodes. It's very I feel like it's uh it's not been a lot of fun in this episode. It's mostly been sobering. Imagining this episode perhaps being useful for somebody that is in a dark state. Some of the other ones are, are more lighthearted, and some of them have a little more humor and. Some of them, some of them actually, some of them actually seem to to contemplate. Some some of the other episodes seem to contemplate mind in a way that uh, is is not so focused on suffering, you know, and it's a it seems a little more expansive. This one has. This one seems to be, this one seems to be all about the nature of suffering. And in general, I just don't, I don't want to dwell on that too much because if you dwell on it, it seems like you, if you can only interpret reality through the lens of suffering, it's like, it's all, almost seems like maybe you're only, maybe that's all you're going to experience or something like that, you know? There's, you need, there's plenty of, there, there's, there's time to not, there should be a time to not think about suffering. But at the same time, there is, there's also a time to think about it. to address it. So this could be an episode that could be useful for somebody who's suffering. And I I wonder even the if the agitated mind state that I was in at the beginning of the episode could be relatable to somebody in a similar mind state. If they could actually watch it and relate to it because they're feeling similar or or are familiar with that state and i think that this is an episode where that where some perspective is gained on that again before too long. Not as, it's not as bad as before though. 
I guess I would just like to be able to Something about how our perspectives change. it in a real-life situation. It's observing itself while it happens. And it's not like, it's not like in this video I ever felt totally hopeless, you know. The, uh, the spark of hope was in there the whole time. The... A certain... A certain knowledge a certain knowledge that my bad mood would turn around uh, and I think that that I think that that some spark of awareness like that does actually exist in any everybody I think everybody has that capacity. There's some, there is some party, some, there is some awareness that you have that knows that things are gonna change. like they put these things here as skate skate uh, blockers but it looks like they would make it actually more fun to skate except for 
for the possibility that your board's gonna shoot off into the water, which happened to me once when I was skating in Chicago uh, many years ago. And there was these there's these curved walls right by Lake Michigan, somewhere in Chicago, that are just great for skating. It's like it's like a quarter pipe right there by the water and of course you have to be really careful not to let your board just like fly out right into the lake and of course that's exactly what happened to me on a brand new deck just bought that deck that day and whoosh, right into the right into the gross polluted lake falls down between some rocks I can't I even I haven't got there's like a bunch of rocks there it's like a ledge and then there's big boulders and I could see my skateboard down there between a couple boulders so my friends like lowered me down I'm there crawling over these like algae covered rocks and to my skateboard and and then like some motorboat I'm close to getting it almost gonna get it and some motorboat comes by and the wake from the motorboat comes and like jostles my skateboard and it falls like deeper down there where I can't even reach it and you know in this like polluted ass water there's like a diaper floating in there but you know you know what I'm saying about uh, the past, you know, difficult experiences. Now it's full of meaning. Now it has, now it makes a story that I can tell you that uh, is almost funny in how, in how stupid it is. And at this point, that's much more valuable to me than the skateboard. I usually don't tell stories like that, but why not? It illustrates, you know, it it relates, it ties into what's going on here. It's an allegory. No, it's not an allegory. It's not an allegory. It's uh. Now, by this copyrighted music that's gonna come across this guy. How come? How come? How come this guy gets to play it in public? In a public space, but if I if I walk past and it gets in, it gets into the recording thing. It's gonna. I'm gonna get copy striked. I gotta get out of here. 
and everybody's staring at me because I'm running with a big stick. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to get away from the copyrighted music. Get me away. Save, save my content. Let me, let me, let me not violate the rules of copyright. Ah. Oh. How come that guy gets to use it? They're like, you know, they're like out there dancing to it. We're starting to get a little bit more whimsical. I'm tired of walking. I want to go inside and get warm. But that's not useful to think about right now. This is, uh, everybody's photographing everything here. Jerk isn't gonna gonna copy strike me. Hopefully, uh, hopefully some algorithm isn't gonna detect the song in there until until some future more enlightened time when the algorithm will be able to uh, to sense my moral character just through the video and will thus spare me. We're gonna get there someday. You know? It can already it can already translate my speech. It can already do the speech to text thing. So it knows what I'm can knows what I'm saying. That, you know, YouTube can know what I'm saying. We just gotta develop the technology to the point where it can it can interpret the subtle movements of my face, my facial expression, and the inflection in my voice as well as the content of what I'm saying and the the AI will be able to put all that data together to to realize that I'm a, a pure uh, I have good intentions for society and that I'm not maliciously benefiting 
off of other people's content and it'll just realize this algorithmically and and then my video won't get copy straight I think we might I think that might happen someday something like that Man, thousands of people today must have stared at me carrying this big stick with a camera taped to it, rubber banded to it. Man, I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if, what number is larger, the number of people IRL <coughs> who have looked at me today? or the number of people that will watch part of this video. I'm gonna guess the latter. But, you know, I'm becoming a, a small part of, a very small part of people's conscious today whether just you know as a very fleeting presence in their view while they're jogging and just a very very brief uh, inquisitiveness what is that weird piece of wood with with devices attached to it that the guy's carrying around and talking to and then they'll probably forget about it almost immediately and it, it won't be part of it won't be part of their the memory that they're conscious of you know if it forms any kind of memory at all it'll be buried way deep in there with all the other stuff that doesn't really matter at all but your experience is a lot different in that A you've come to witness this with some volition of your own and you're, you've followed it for at least some amount of time just as evidenced by the fact that you are comprehending the speech that I'm saying and it's like you're along with me on this walk and actually privy to my experience in a, in a somewhat intimate way albeit mediated by 
the video technology, uh, it's still a much more intimate interaction than the IRL passerby. And it's a good thing because when this is on YouTube, it's just there and it's available. And it's not, it's not really intruding into anybody's experience unwanted. You know, the most it's gonna do is perhaps show up in your sidebar as a thumbnail. But if you're watching or hearing this, it's almost entirely likely that it's by your own choice, except in the unlikely scenario that somebody is like forcing you to listen to this and watch it. That doesn't seem like an interesting thing to remark upon. It's unremarkable. Unremarkable. I mean, I was, I was able to remark upon it. But I don't know if that's the real definition of remarkable. This is what I'm talking about. It's, this feels like kind of throwaway line of thought, you know? Why? Let me try a little harder here, you know? Let me try a little harder to, to think and talk about things that are, that are actually maybe a little bit relevant or important or could be of some valuable insight. Let me just, let me just put my thinking cap on here and see if I can't cook something up good for you. And just make your, make your time a little more worthwhile, make you want to come back. You know what I'm saying? I'm almost back to the point where I began, but I still got a little while to go. A little while, I think. Yeah, at least a little while. Let me look. What if this turns out to be? Oh, shh. Not too much longer. I'm just I'm kind of estimating because I didn't I didn't note the time exactly when I started and I'd stopped the video at that time when I went into the bathroom that was that was that was kind of pivotal you know I stopped the video 
to go in and take a pee and it's like I actually because I wasn't going to film in a public bathroom but it actually gave me a, sh a short psychological break and after I came out of the bathroom I realized that to that you wouldn't know if I took a took you know a few extra minutes to contemplate whether I should keep going or not and I did I took like three or four minutes and I was like man I can I'm stopped now what if I just stop what if I just don't turn the camera back on today and then I decided to keep going and uh, then I you know I got over the hill and I was going downhill and now now I'm back on the then I was back you know trying to stay on the level and here I am I feel like it's towards the end now it's towards the end and I'm still kind of uh, I'm back to kind of expending a little bit of effort it feels like but if I'm able to just keep keep backing up my perspectives keep zooming out uh, it's like I'm a, it's like my perspective is a little bit above the the effortful part and I'm and I'm watching the effort being expended and now when I'm talking it's as if I'm more you know I started to remark about my own expenditure of mental effort in order to talk about things that seemed relevant or insightful and when I started remarking upon that then I started to identify with the level of perception that was above that effort expenditure and looking looking upon it and then the effort was gone the, the experience of expending the effort was gone because I was now identified with a, with a higher perspective or at least an outside perspective a perspective that is outside the whatever whatever uh, whatever mentality it was that was identified with the effort being expended you know what I'm saying this guy's this guy's filming seagulls I need some stuff to I need some stuff to uh, like feed these birds that would be fun I need to like put a french fry on the lens of the camera I wonder if I can figure that out maybe if I maybe if I just stand over there by the seagulls they'll think that I'm trying to feed them. I'm just trying to trick them into flying right at, at the camera. Anybody? I think it's, I think this, the, uh, I think my artisanal selfie stick is gonna scare them off. You know, it looks, it looks like a weapon.
but you know that's an idea for the future bring some bring some bread put it on the camera get some seagulls flocking around it So I'm back here, I'm back here at the, you know, close to the end of the video, and I don't, I don't necessarily feel, uh, in any kind of elevated state at all, really. Oh, here, here I am, here I am breaking the law again. Um, I've, I'm just going to try and keep talking over this music as much as possible so that it's uh, as obscured as possible so that I'm uh, it may I'm so that I'm less likely to be in violation of copyright laws we'll see how that goes but boy they they blast that shit they want everybody to hear it Yeah, I'm mostly, mostly just feeling like kind of tired and ready to stop this nonsense. But, but shouldn't I be like leaving you off with some kind of emotional reward for having stuck it out? I gotta pee again. Oh, well look at that. Restrooms this way. Oh, I'm gonna have to stop. I'm gonna have to stop the video again if I go in that restroom. Oh uh, yeah, that's it. That's the restroom. Man, I have to pee twice in one episode. That's crazy. How much time's left? Let's just look look up for a while. It's so noisy here. No relief. This is like um, this is like one of those movies that um, in the end they don't they don't leave you with a totally positive ending it's like one of those movies that you go through some struggle the character you know the protagonist or whatever goes through a bunch of struggle and then uh, they learn some stuff and they have some success but then at the end they leave you off with a continuing struggle you know like a feeling of of irresolution 
Like, you're still gonna keep having to go through these struggles in the, into the future, after the end of the movie. That's what's, that's what's, I mean, that's honest, that's truthful, truthful. That's like, I feel like those movies are, are doing a more morally righteous thing than ones that are end with happily ever after. Because it's true, the, the struggles, you're never like totally done with it. You're still gonna have to keep going through life and you never are just gonna end up in some perfectly st static contentment. So I think that's what this this episode is like. I'm trying to think of a good example, but maybe it's maybe it's more like a maybe it's more like a television drama. You know, television drama in every half hour or one hour probably one hour, right? One hour series of uh of like house or uh, I don't know what I don't watch TV anymore I don't know I don't know what television Game of Thrones I've never seen a single minute of a single episode but I'm assuming that in every hour-long episode, they, 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 good guys surmount uh, a big problem that seems insurmountable, and then at the end they leave you with a little cliffhanger of the uh, problem, the new problem that remains to be solved in the next episode. So that's. That's what we'll do here. Uh, you know, we had some major accomplishments in this episode of Walking and Talking. We surmounted the seemingly insurmountable challenges of existing as a person and we took some time we took a little bit of time to celebrate that success and appreciate it and learn lessons from it that can be applied to the future and and then we reminded ourselves not to get overly confident and to continue to respond to the present in an appropriate manner and and then we continue to deal with circumstances like this whatever this fucking noise is we just continue to deal with it
forever. It never stops. <laughs> I'm stopping this now. See you next time.